Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Where's the News? A very holy episode, if you will. Now, I don't want to sit here and say that any of us are, you know, crucial to any sort of religion or above God himself or anything like that. We are not. We are merely men. And ironically enough, when the Twelve Apostles joined for the Last Supper, their most crucial member, Jesus Christ, was stripped from them. And he was crucified on the cross where he died, and he descended into hell for three days. And on the third day, he rose again. He came back. He was reunited with his fellow colleagues. If you can't understand what I'm getting at here, uh, it's Easter time. Please wrap it up, whatever you're getting at. (laughs) And today is Easter. As we're recording this, you won't listen to this uh, on Easter Day, obviously. But you'll still have the spirit of Easter in your heart. Uh Uh-huh. The spirit of the rabbit. The spirit of the rabbit and the spirit of the Lord. And I must say that I understand now. I feel enlightened. I've always followed the Christian religion to an extent. Before before you keep going, John has had a smirk on his face of him just waiting to get to the punchline this entire spiel. So I really hope it pays off, not only for myself, but for all of you at home, too. I mean, you're talking to two Catholic school kids here, too. So 12 years experience. Eight years. I qualify for an entry-level position after these 12 years of experience. The punchline is simple, and let me tell you this. That was a great joke, by the way. Garrett and I are the mere apostles here. At where's the news and three weeks ago due to covid aka judas Whatever's anyways long, <laughs> long story short nick got covid he, he had to be shipped off to erie we lost him for three weeks because nick had to quarantine a little bit longer than us the equivalent of three days if you if you want to continue going with this bit that i've been doing the whole time uh but now the the messiah has returned oh god almighty <laughs> Exactly. Yes. You couldn't have said it any better. We're this, back. We're back on Easter Day. We're reunited. This punchline was horrible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every every part of me knew I was I knew I was going to get out today. Every part of me knew that. And every fiber of my being was like you have to just completely milk the you rose from the dead on Easter Sunday jokes. And I've been I've been making them, and then you did that, and now I have no desire to make any more. I mean, good. They're a little. It's a little offensive. Little offensive, but I don't it's think it's fun. offensive. <laughs> it's funny. I don't think it's offensive. Uh, Nick at all. is an expert, and if he doesn't find it, he he himself is Catholic. So if he doesn't right. find it offensive, then I believe it's okay. Yeah, I don't find it offensive at all. Like I said, I don't see myself as a, as a true apostle or anything, but you get you gotta understand. I don't here. think it's, I'm nothing close to Jesus. The joke I'd, I'd like that itself. to be in. I'd <laughs> like that to be on record. I am not close to as good of a human being as Jesus. And he's not Lil Nas X, so he's not going to offend the church. But that's yeah. a topic for another episode. So so how are we how are we doing this? Uh we're gonna go around. I know we're, I know it's gonna get deep. It's gonna get deep. I've got a seven box of Kleenex underneath me. It's going to get deep. If you haven't gotten the gist already, this is going to be another quarantine episode. But this one we can finally speak from experience. And I don't mean that in a, oh boy, finally kind of sense. Because this is sucked. This is just awful. But we all had different experiences, I feel. Yeah. Someone someone finally hurt us on those volleyball courts. And they decided that they just were going to hack in Nick's 
Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. So are we just going down the line? I think that's fair, yeah. Of what happened? Yeah. So I As think told by me who lived it? We're all going to tell the okay. story. Uh, I'll sit up. But <laughs> it, it all started when a young man named Nick Hederick uh, had to test for COVID-19. The and, day and that music died. The, the day the music, the music died. died. And, that, uh, can we name that the episode? <laughs> I don't think we name our episodes. I think we just say what we talk about. Can we just put that? That'll be in the description. The day that music um, died. So essentially what happened, and I, my main goal from anything we talk about today is not to come off as a hypocrite. We've been critical of large groups of people. We've been critical of how RMUs handled some things. Uh, but one thing I'd like to make abundantly clear before we get into anything is that there was really nothing different from what we had been doing. Uh, we have another friend, I'm not going to name them or anything, who... Hang, he hangs out with other people, but he also was our friend for basically our entire college careers. And, you know, you knew, you meet other people at college. You meet up with other people. You met at different times, three or four years here. And, you know, sometimes you don't see everybody as much as you used to or would like to. Um, but on this particular weekend, he said, hey, like, can I hang out with you guys? And, you know, yeah. Um, and so we, we played football outside. He was briefly in my apartment um because we all ordered food and he wanted some and he was going to go somewhere else but he wanted us to order food for him as well from this place so he was briefly in our apartment while this happened and uh come monday his roommate tested positive and at the time it was uh and if this isn't how you wanted to present this story just let me know uh, monday i get a phone call from our other friend who's basically in the same situation not quite to the same extent um, but basically in the same situation of he's our friend and he only sees us once in a while. Uh, well, more my friend than anything. Um, and he's like, hey, our roommate tested positive. Uh, we haven't seen her in a while, so I wouldn't be too worried. Monday night comes, and I had a midterm that I admittedly had 10 weeks to do because <laughs> we got the assignment week one, and naturally I did it the day of. Not the whole thing, but I finish. I put the finishing touches on. Got a high B on it, by the way. So oh, I'm just good. I'm just a real warrior. Um, was it a B plus for you? Is it 87? Did you have a positive demeanor towards it? I, I, shut up. <laughs> um, and so I'm taking. I'm writing this midterm. I'm citing stuff, and um, my head's like throbbing, like right between my eyeballs and like at the top of my nose. My head's just throbbing, and I get headaches a lot, mostly because I look at screens all day. And so I'm like, okay, it's just a really bad headache because today you've literally been stressed and staring at screens all day. And uh, I went to bed, took some, what's the knockoff Tylenol? Ancimafed or acetaminophen? Acetaminophen. <laughs> I can never pronounce that right. I've never, I've taken that since I was in like middle school and I've never learned how to say the name of it. Uh, so I, t I took some uh, A drug and we'll call it A drug so you don't have to hear me say it again. And uh, I I went to bed. I woke up Tuesday, felt pretty good, just felt tired. Uh, and then, lo and behold, I have another brutal headache on Tuesday. And the one friend texts me and says, I don't feel well at all. And I go, uh-oh. But I hadn't seen him 
when he was showing symptoms or within 48 hours, which is when, like, the window is, I think, of, like, between when they show symptoms, if they see you within 48 hours and they're showing symptoms, then you're in trouble with Don. Well, and we'll dive into that a little yeah. bit later. And so I'm like, okay. So I text the other one that we had seen on Saturday and that was actually in my apartment. And he goes, uh, I didn't feel well this morning, but I feel pretty good now. Like, I, I'm not... I, if you would have told me in the morning would I have been positive, I would have said, yeah, but as the day has gone on, I felt better, so I think I just need to get up and get moving and stuff. And I was like, cool. Uh, Wednesday morning comes, and they're both positive, <laughs> which isn't funny, but it's like, a, oh, here's Nick Hedrick luck again. And uh, I, I'd been debating getting a test. Me and John talked on Tuesday, like, exclusively before dinner. Like, if you want to get a test to ease your mind, just let's go get a test. And I chose not to because I said, if they were positive, they'll make us get one anyway. Lo and behold, RMU doesn't make us get tests because we were outside and had masks on, which might have been true um, or not. Um, and so I go to MedExpress and I get my test and it was positive. Now, what's interesting about Nick's situation is, Nick, you got a rapid test from MedExpress. Yes. And obviously, you know, knowing that the friend that Nick has been talking about had been around Nick who had been around us mm-hmm. had tested positive myself and Garrett living together and our two roommates. We all decide, all right, there's really no sense in us not getting a test at this point. Uh, let's go. Now our fourth roommate, uh, Jack, I'm just gonna say his name. He is, there's no harm. Uh, they know who Jack yeah. is. He, he appeared on the uh, stranded charity live yeah. stream. So, so we sang J- together. So Jack, um, had not been with us that weekend and he had not been around said person who does end up testing positive, um, before Nick went to go get his test. And Jack is really the only one of us who didn't really need to get, get a test. Did, did Jack test or was it just the three of us? Um, it was just the two of you. You did not test. Yeah, I didn't test. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Well, there's a reason Garrett didn't test, which I'll let him get to shortly. So I go to get a test, and I'm not one to want to sit around with stuff like this because I had things I needed to do that day. I had to go to class. It's It was a busy week. Things are starting to pick up in the semester, so it was time to really get things moving. And I think, okay, I want to go get a rapid test because I don't feel – I don't have any symptoms – I haven't been around the friend who tested positive really longer than an hour. Um, and Nick hasn't been showing any symptoms, so I'm pretty sure that Nick is going to test negative, this being before Nick tested rapidly. We were all now, very confident I'd be negative. Now, yes. I would like to question just a, pa- a part of your logic, just because it seemed a little strange to me. You said, I was no, I was not around this person for longer than an hour, yet we're wearing masks at grocery stores. Do you usually stand around for an hour and talk to the cashier or just random person passing by? No, but it's in that off chance. So it, it doesn't matter. That's not the point I'm trying to make. You you were hopeful. Yeah. You were hopeful. It's right. hope. It, it, was, it was an optimistic outlook. Because when you when you get in this situation, and we're, we're, I hope it doesn't sound like we're trying to come off as arrogant or anything like that, uh, but we managed to hold off for a year without any real run-ins with this. So when you actually oh, encountered it. it, it was interesting to learn what the experience was like. And that's, that's sort of the point of this, is if maybe you haven't had a run-in with it yet, we're just, we just want to tell you our stories, and maybe that will help you out. And for reference, it was probably like almost exactly a year. We can look back at the quarantine episode when they sent us home. For also, I was date. supposed to get my vaccine the day I got positive tested. Right. It's cool. I literally had to wait 
24 hours and I would have been in the clear. And Imagine getting COVID that late in the game and it's on the day you're supposed to get the Fauci serum. Well, that's so upsetting. So what's interesting about Nick's test is it being rapid. When myself and my, my roommate Jonah and I, when we went to test, we asked about the rapid test, wanting to have some sort of result as quickly as possible, being that neither of us were showing symptoms. So we asked about the rapid test and they told us both, if you're not showing symptoms, there's no reason for you to take the rapid test. It's probably not going to show you positive, even if you are. Mm-hmm. And they turned us away for it. Now, with you, you were really only showing the headache symptoms. So I was uh-huh. curious as to why they rapid tested you. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I told them I had a headache, and that was really it. I think I told them more about the person I was exposed to and that they, they had tested positive, so that might have... I don't know what you and Jonah told them, so that might have made them felt more inclined to get me an answer quicker, but, I mean, that was all I told them. And this was at MedExpress, by the way, so if you do decide to go to MedExpress... Furthermore, not to cut you off... No, no. To make this even worse, it was St. Patrick's Day. Yes, which we'll get into And I'm a redhead, later as well. which might have been the most offensive thing <laughs> to happen to my life. The look of the Irish wasn't really in play that day. <laughs> Were you wearing green? No. Oh, so there you go. To make, it even, to make it even worse, part three, it was laundry day. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick ends up testing positive on his rapid test, as he mentioned. Um, and Joan and I are not allowed to get rapid tests from the MedExpress people. They give us the normal tests, which names that they have a specific. Isn't it like the antigen test or something? I'm not sure. I don't want to give it a misname. I don't want to misname it here. Uh, I don't know the name of it. Something we'll that includes the letter P. That <laughs> can be that optimistic. PCF. COVID or... with a silent P. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it was it was the nose one for us, and I've always seen videos of COVID tests being done, and Joan and I both had the same thing, and I'm not sure how the rapid test works, so feel free to add on after this. Uh-huh. But. I use this analogy whenever I was just talking to my family and my grandparents when they were asking about it. Uh, I, I, t- I tell them, like, literally, I could, I could have picked my nose farther than they swabbed it. Okay, that happened with my rapid. Okay. I got a real one on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, what day would that be? Really? Would that be April Fool's Day? Was Thursday April Fool's Day? Yeah, it was. Um, and they shoved it. It didn't like go into up. my brain, but it was, like, at the top of my nose. Mm-hmm. Well, did and they do I sh- it to you? What? What? Like, did they administer the test to you? What, what kind of test? Like, for that test, did they put it in your nose? Or did you do it? Oh, they did it, yeah. Oh, because the ones that I had to do, for reference, um, they were going to MedExpress. Where were you going in Erie? MedExpress. MedExpress. There's one right by my house. Um, I was in Hopewell, so the nearest place I could get a test and consistently was at CVS. Um, the inferior Walgreens with longer receipts. <laughs> I got to throw that in there, Walgreens wow. gang. Um, <laughs> Walgreens gang, you deserved everything that the, happened to us. The, if the, you're going to use the notorious like, Walgreens dude, there's gang. There's an entire subreddit for Walgreens memes, and half of it look is out, CVS receipts. Look out, Dutch Vanderlyn. The Walgreens <laughs> gang is coming for you. Regardless, at CVS, they give you a package. You go through the drive-thru. You administer it to yourself, and they monitor you, and they go... It has to be up there more. I, you know, oh. I couldn't do it like right here. I would be like, please shut up if they started telling me how far to put a swab. Well, I was basically tickling my sinuses. At, like, they were like, you got to get it up there. Like, they're like, hold it up there and then hold it in your nose about an inch 
and hold it to the side of your nose and then just breathe so it can absorb any of the COVID particles that would happen. Um, that's where my mother and sister tested positive as well. So I do know that it's not like, oh, it, it never happens. There's never a positive because you do it through the drive through They have a pretty good system worked out. So, Nick, while you were te- you, they rapid tested you same way, just quick sh- uh, swab, yeah, not it, too far. Yeah, I was like, is that it, basically? Right. I thought it was very insulting. I think that's the same way. Uh, so while, while Nick and I, and it was kind of funny because the MedExpress people, they were, when I, by the time that I got there, I was the last one of our group to get tested. They sort of seemed annoyed. And I was telling them the story of like, okay, well, they were like, who were you in contact with? And I was like, well, this person and this person, uh, this person tested positive with a real test. This person tested positive with a rapid test. And they were, it was just sort of seemed like, yeah, yeah, we've heard it like six times today, which. Well, then why'd you ask? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but I feel like that's probably got to be common for them. A would you ask? I would think so, too. A would you ask is, uh, you know, something we'll get into later when I get to me finally testing negative. Um, additionally, they were giving you like a questionnaire there of what you did, and it wasn't covered by your insurance either because MedExpress is starting to sound a little bit strange. I no no no. The way MedExpress worked for me, you you pulled into the parking lot, you called them, you told them you wanted a COVID test. They took your information. Uh, they I believe they took my insurance information. Yeah, they took my the Highmark card that I had. They um, didn't ask a damn thing about really? my insurance. The one in Erie did. The one here did not huh. ask a question. See, I went to get my my dad's HSA card to pay for it with because I knew Fun that fact. it was fifty dollars a MedExpress. Fun fact: Me being impatient might have saved John Blinn's life. <laughs> Me and John were going to go together to get rapids. He's like, oh, I'm going to go grab a bike to eat, and then I'm going to go to my dad's work and get my card, and I'm like, I'm going to go now. <laughs> and if that didn't happen, you never know. I never know. You never know what happened. And we never will. Me being impatient from all those hospital trips in middle school <laughs> might have saved John Lynn's <laughs> life. But yeah, he's, Don't call me a hero. <laughs> you pull Not up in there. all heroes wear capes. They, they call you in. They swab your nose. They kick you out. It's a simple deal. Um it's, it's like a game. It, it, it's uh, it's interesting. So Nick and I are testing, but Garrett was doing something a little bit different during his day on this fine Wednesday morning slash afternoon. Garrett had no fear. Garrett had no fear. Well, Garrett, why don't you tell them what you were doing? Okay, so to give you some context, about a week before all this happens, um, I get a call. Actually, no, it was less than a week. Actually, uh, one of my friends from home. Uh, shout out to Tanner. Uh, he called and went, "Hey, I can't get my COVID. Can't get home to get a COVID vaccine, but this place in Robinson Township is having vaccines. They have extra appointments. Not enough people have registered. Why don't you apply? Because I do qualify under, I believe, one A. I I don't remember if I'm one A or one B, but I've qualified at the time to get it. Um, so as I am setting all this up, I set up the appointment. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do Wednesday. Uh, that's right before my night class." Um, Wednesday morning, all of this goes down. Um, and I go, you know what? Let me look it up. So if you test positive for COVID-19, you can still get the vaccine because of the way that mRNA works. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the coronavirus vaccines are using mRNA. It essentially creates a thing like the COVID virus, not anything that'll hurt you it's just it gives you it the blueprint to actually fight the virus there's actually a guy on tiktok who does it with like four cans and i hate to always mention him in this but like it's actually a pretty good explanation as to why it happens like essentially you're training your body to grab forks 
So when the fork hand killer comes in, your body knows how to take the forks away from him. Um, progressing from there, um, I'm like, okay, well, even if I test positive, I should go get my vaccine. I walk in, they're like, have you been around anyone with COVID? I went, no. You know, like a liar. Not proud of you. I, I'm not proud of myself, but also it wasn't going to hurt me. Um, you can still get the vaccine even if you do because you don't know if you're exposed to it whenever you're exposed to it as well. And I take it that when you went to vac to get your vaccine, you weren't around people. I imagine it was a very isolated process. Um, no, there were people there. They keep it six feet apart at all times, though. Like they keep they have extra precautions there because they know that some people will probably have it when they come in. It's nurses. They know what they're doing. They've been doing this for a year. Wow. Um, regardless, um, I go in, I get my vaccine, uh, the Pfizer vaccine, actually. I'm a part of the Pfizer gang, as well as oh, the Walgreens gang. How many gang. gangs are you in? <laughs> listen, I, listen, I'm not in the Bloods or the Crips. I'm in Walgreens and I would Pfizer. Hope not. Congrats, you've just made us two formidable enemies that we never needed to have. <laughs> what, CVS wait, and Moderna? No, I meant the Bloods and the Crips. Wait till he gets, wait till he get, on wait till we side. get to when he drives home, Chrysler gang. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually a part of the Pontiac gang. Or yeah, it's oh, a Pontiac, God, my you're bad. You're part of the pain in my <laughs> gang. <laughs> not going to censor that. Oh. Uh, anyways, I go in, I get the vaccine, and then as I'm sitting there, they tell me, hey, you need to quarantine. Because I didn't think I was going to get quarantined. I didn't think any of us were. Who, who is they, for the record? Uh, RMU. Uh, the, the university emailed me. The O'Driscolls. What? The O'Driscolls. <laughs> the O'Driscolls, yeah, they emailed me. A rival me. gang. Uh, they, RMU emailed me. They said, hey, you're going to have to quarantine. I didn't think they were going to do it to us because we were like a couple steps removed. At that point, we didn't know if Nick was truly positive or not. Uh, but as we kept going on, I'm like, oh. So I turned to the people who gave me the vaccine and went, Hey, I just got this email. And they went, oh, that's fine. If you don't know if you're positive or negative yet, you can get the vaccine. You can come in and get it. It's just for your second dose, make sure your quarantine is done before you come back. So by this point, I'm going to get the second dose Wednesday. Wow. So it, to us all. April 7th. And whenever I do, as long as I'm not in quarantine, I'm able to get the second one. And we'll get into how like how you felt afterwards and stuff later. Yeah. Right back right now, let's talk toss it back over to the A plot with Nick. Oh wow. So Nick, all you, the plots have been set up. <laughs> you get your you get your positive test. Uh, what what's going on after that? What I thought was really interesting, and again, this isn't meant to dunk to be a dunk on RMU show, was that I called them and tell them I had a rapid test come back positive. Uh, I hate to interrupt you, but we're going to dunk on them later for something else. Okay, great. <laughs> um, that sounded so rude, but I was in the middle of a thought, so Th I tried to move it as quickly as possible. They did good some areas. They did bad others, but um, we'll get into that. So I uh, basically... Who did you call, by the way? I, I called the health center. Okay. The Ghostbusters. Who do you think he called? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's I called John Tucci, the groundskeeper, <laughs> and he said, God bless you. And I said, thank you. Um, I said, wait till Easter, buddy. Um, so I, I called the health center, and I'm like, I had a rapid test come back positive. And so if RMU randomly selects you and you go to Re uh, MedExpress and get a negative, they don't care. So I'm like, are they going to make me quarantine and give me another test, and then we'll see if I'm actually like positive or not. And they were like, all right, you have to quarantine. Bye. 
we'll send you an email. And I was like, oh, cool. And then all these people called me and uh, they were they were really digging, really trying to get me to tell them who I who I had seen. And I ain't no snitch. I'm no six nine. You I snitched on all. Of I wasn't gonna. I as was, you should have. I wasn't gonna. You know. I wasn't gonna be like. Well, I talked to these people at lunch because they asked me. They said, "Did you stop and talk to anyone at lunch?" And I, I didn't. I didn't because I knew. I knew I didn't give them anything. Mm-hmm. I knew. And I'm the. I'm a worrywart. I feel guilty, okay. and I felt confident not ratting on any of those people. Well, you also gotta keep in mind, like, there's a lot of people who probably do go. I ain't snitching. Let them go. Yeah, which is a problem. So, yeah, which is a huge you have problem. To, it's it's interesting because you have to be picky and choosy uh-huh. about it. Like I didn't have to tell them who all I had been with or anything like that. They had very specific groups they asked me about. Yeah, but if you if you go through and you single out every single person you just grazed paths uh-huh. with, you're gonna have the entire school quarantine. Yeah. You, you can't, and that's not to say hide things from the university because you didn't do that. No, I didn't hide anything. But that's just to say that like. It's it's very, it's interesting how deep they dive. It's mm-hmm. smart that they dive that deep, but also, it's an interesting dynamic. Um. So anyway, uh, I tell them I'm an RMU TV, and we had a show Monday that goes, and I go, oh great, and I go, wait till they talk to our supervisor. I'm sure that'll go over well. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> and so uh, I told them, you know, John Garrett my girlfriend and some other people but your I, roommates my room i knew they were gonna get my roommates i knew there wasn't a prayer so i didn't even try to defend them i i told them everyone i didn't tell them i told them exactly what we did in hopes they'd be like ah, i wasn't that bad because i knew no one else had felt sick and i didn't even feel that bad so i was like okay whatever so that was wednesday still i have night class the last thing i wanted to do was night class after i just tested positive and drove two hours home to erie because i wasn't going to stay in the moldy braddock rooms <laughs> the tragedy there are several tragedies in this story, one of which was for Dr. Anthony Moretti, who has been swearing for weeks on end that he's going to take us outside when it's nice. Oh, I didn't even think of this gonna, subplot. He's going to teach his class outside. And <laughs> like, you know, a, a Greek philosopher <laughs> yeah. in, the, and so, in the Agora. And, <laughs> and I ruined that for everybody, and I felt awful. But it, it was funny because I was the one who pitched it to him. Garrett and I have a class of him, my, myself, Garrett, and two other people, and uh-huh. then this is Dr. Moretti. And I asked him the one day it was nice and I was like, Dr. Marty, I was like, there's only four of us. You, you want to go take class outside? And he's like, nah, it's getting dark too early. He's like, I'll get you in a few weeks. Uh-huh. And he was talking about it like every week. It said he's had like COVID classes and then this week it rained. Like it's just, it's a terrible tale. I feel and, so bad and for so him. And th- so that made me feel bad. And I, <laughs> I phoned it in for like, uh, Thursday came and Thursday is when I started getting like scared because someone had, one of the people, one of my friends that had tested positive was having trouble breathing. Not like, oh my God, I can't breathe, but like he was a little short of breath. He felt some pressure. And I read things on the internet like a bozo. <laughs> and Uh-oh. I felt like I went from a headache to being like, I got hit by a truck and like moving was like work. And so in that moment, I started having those thoughts. Like a lot of people recover, a lot of people, it's not that bad. I'm like, but if it does get bad, they don't know what the hell to do. And I think that really weighed on my mind for a bit because it, it ended up not getting much worse than that. But 
if it would have, I think the scariest part is knowing that it's not like, okay, you go to the hospital, you get better. It's you go to the hospital, they do a couple things, and you just hope your body fights it off. And I think that was the scariest thing. And I think that's why at the beginning my mind was like, this really isn't anything. What's the big deal? And within like 48 hours it was like, it's kind of scary knowing that if it does get bad, if it gets worse, that – if I didn't need to go to the hospital, there's no guarantee I'm going to leave in anything other than a body bag because they don't know. That was very grim, but it's the truth. Like, they're not going to go there and just be like, here's a pill. Here's something that we can do really quick. They're going to slap you on a ventilator or put the little nose oxygen thing on you, and it's up to your body to do the rest because I'm not Don Don and I don't get the drug cocktail. <laughs> Which is, by the way, really expensive if you get COVID, so don't rely on the drug cocktail. Uh, so, Nick, obviously your family didn't have it um, at the time that you went home, and you choose to, you chose to quarantine at home, which obviously would in be way more basement. comfortable. Yeah, in your basement. I, that's what I was going to ask. What was your quarantine situation like at home? In a basement on a futon uh, TV. It was actually a really cool setup. It reminded me of my high school setup, but I wasn't as depressed. Um, <laughs> that was so well, sad. Well, that was such a passing, like, aggressive <laughs> comment. Um, you didn't have the angst of Angie not so to get a prom. We have a mini fridge. In the basement, on a table, so it's like the height of a normal fridge, so I don't have to bend over. It's super convenient. Uh, we have a futon up against the wall. We have another futon next to it. Uh, next to that futon, we have all these shelves of toys and stuff I just never got rid of. I'm going to tell you, I got bored. I played with some G.I. <laughs> Joes for a bit. Um, uh, looked through my old wrestling figure collection, found a really cool Jeff Hardy action figure. Uh Tried to check that price on eBay. Couldn't find anything. Um, and then right across from the first futon was a TV stand with my TV. Xbox was hooked up there, 360 and Xbox One. Across from the other futons where it expands, you used to have a pool table there, but instead that's where my home podcast studio is. Have a punching bag there. Hit that a few times to keep moving. Then I would do homework at the podcast table. Um, that's all to the right of the stairs. If you go straight down... Someone's going to, like, rob my house. Um, <laughs> you go straight down the stairs. There's a door on the left. That's the laundry room. You don't go in there. That's Char's territory, my beautiful mother. Not like women should be doing laundry, but, like, that's her place. Like, all her stuff's down there. Not like a work table or something. Um, it's surprising because where I quarantined, there was a room exactly like that. But the washers are down there. She's got everything sorted out, like, laundry-wise down there. The decorations for the holidays are in that room. Like, you don't go in there. There's, like, kind of a makeshift family gym back there, but it, there's still Christmas decorations packed up that need to be actually packed up down there. So that's fine. Uh, if you go further straight, there's her scrapbooking table. Um <laughs> And not in that room, but That's just down so the stairs. Wholesome. There's a scrapbooking table, and to the right, there's a dingy little bathroom. I did shower upstairs, so I kind of lied when I said I'd have my own bathroom, but I could pee and poo uh, <laughs> down in that bathroom. You couldn't find a better alternative for that? <laughs> I was going to say sh- but I chose not oh, to. Oh, man. Because that was going to happen, but gotta... it did. Uh, it did anyway. And so... It was a nice little setup. We don't have, like, actual carpeting. It's like a concrete floor, and we have some, like, carpet slapped down in random spots. It was cold as hell, even with the furnace on and the space heater. And so I think that's why I got stuffy, not from COVID, but just because I was down there. Or was your musk? Shut up. I showered, like, four <laughs> times a day because I had nothing I else to do. Uh, so it was a cool little setup. I really enjoyed it. I almost started becoming a Twitch streamer. It was such a cool setup. Um, and so, like... 
my grand my parents weren't allowed to be with me, and so um, my grandparents would make dinner. My grandparents like wake up at five a.m. and go to bed at nine o'clock at night. So I was like, I'm gonna get dinner so early. Like this is so nice. And they give me then my grandma makes huge portions. I'm like, I can have enough for dinner and then like a late night snack. No, no, no. My grandparents eat dinner at like six thirty seven, like an hour before bed. And I was appalled to find no, that out. Are they big snack people or do they just no. take a super long break? I, in I don't know meals? what I don't know what happened. All right. I don't I wasn't there. I think they waited because my mom goes to the Y after work. So I think that was a big part of it. So that was cool. So Thursday I don't feel great. Friday comes and I didn't like talk to my parents for like eight hours. I told them I felt pretty decent in the morning. Took a nap. When like right when my parents got out of work. This infuriated my father that I wasn't answering him. I keep my phone on silent like most of the time. Like and a normal person. Yeah. And so like I slept they call, he call I wake up two missed calls from dad. Mom says, "Are you okay?" Dad says, "I'm trying to give you your dinner. Like, are you awake? What's up?" So I call my mom, and I'm like, "Oh, I was sleeping. Had a long day." And like I told her, I felt fine at like noon. It's like seven now, seven thirty, and I call my mom like, "Hey, like I felt good. Like, sorry, I did some. I tried to do some homework and then I fell asleep. Like, sorry." My dad, this is the most menacing thing anyone's ever done to me. <laughs> we, our basement, like, there's windows that are half below the ground, like, half above the ground. Right, I know what you're talking about. And, like, there's a little cover over them because there's kind of, like, a drop there that, like, leaves and stuff get in, can get into. So he, like, puts a cover over it. And the previous night, he was doing something in the yard, and, like, he was hitting it with, like, whatever tool he was using. And I went outside because he was, like, asking me how I was doing. And I was like, yeah, like, I could really hear you pounding that thing, like, on the window. And he goes, oh, so I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know that was going to, like, annoy you. And I was like, no, it's fine. It's like, it's just really loud. So my mom goes, well, your dad's coming to the house. And he was really angry because you weren't answering him. And I go, I was sleeping. Like, that's the thing you both have told me to do is sleep when I can. So I'm sorry. And my mom was super cool about it. I hang up the phone. And my diabolical father, Keith, I love my dad, but this was so diabolical. My dad took the same shovel. I think it was a shovel that he was using. <laughs> and this time wasn't digging in the ground near the little window. He was hitting the window with the shovel, knowing it would get my attention. I really hope like, it was the same tool, too. Like a gra- I think it was. <laughs> that like, way he knew it would have the same like acoustics. Like, very aggressively and i walk out to the front porch and he's like nick and i'm like what and he goes oh and he's like what what the hell are you doing and i'm like i was sleeping he goes bad time to do that and i'm like i'm sorry and he's like i've been trying to get your dinner to you for two hours like i got tired from doing homework and went to bed and he's like just just a bad time to do that bad time to do that and then he like throws it on the porch and walks away Oh, man. Uh, so that was Friday. Saturday, my nose was so stuffy I couldn't taste. I don't think I ever actually lost my taste, but I lost my taste from being stuffy. And it was upsetting because Saturday's Dairy Queen Day at the Hedrick household. And all the three days since I got COVID, I was like, Dairy Queen, you need to make it to Dairy Queen Day. I didn't because I was too stuffy. 
I'm glad that other households have ice cream day, by the way. Sunday, feel like crap. Monday, the turn starts. Still tired, but the headaches have subsided. Just tired now. Um, so throughout that week, also in between, I called my doctors at Pittsburgh. They're like, you need the quarantine for three weeks because blah, 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 blah. You have an immunosuppressed immune system because you're coward and got cancer blah 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 hence why garrett and i were able to convene for the april fool's episode sort of tease this one and why nick was not with us at that point we garrett and i were clear at that point but nick mm-hmm. had that extra week to go no we're just going to gloss over how he said he was a coward so that's why he got cancer uh, okay and we'll so i didn't even hear him so say that. <laughs> moving on with that um not the cancer with the covid um uh, my dad redeemed himself for the knocking on the window. And I'd be like, I really want a milkshake. There would be a milkshake. I was like, I really want a burger. There was a burger. Like, he was on it. So, like, shout out to my dad for that. Um, and I started feeling better. I just got the chill. Did you just see that jive I did there? So, I really just started. I, I felt better probably, like, less than a week afterwards. And then I just was tired. And I think, like, just sad about the whole thing. And I just did school and had FOMO from people coming back from quarantine that they took down with me. (laughs) And then like, I felt bad for a bit about everything. And then I wasn't patient zero. I was like, why the hell do you feel bad? And I was like, good, good call conscience. And, uh, yeah. Then my parents came home eventually. Oh, wait a minute. We can't gloss over the return to med express. I go lay it on me Wednesday. I call med express and, uh, they're like, it's going to be a two-and-a-half-hour wait for a rapid test. And I go, That's oh. not very rapid. I go, oh, okay. And she's like, so we'll put you on the list and give you a call. I'm like, cool. Day goes by. It's like 3 o'clock. I'm like, they never, like, asked for a name or anything. And so then I'm like, they're not going to call me. And they didn't call me. They never <laughs> called me. So the next day we try again. They go, are you in the parking lot? I go, yep. They go, awesome. Shouldn't be long. I go, cool. An hour and 15 minutes, I sat in that parking lot staring at the Med Express, and they finally called me back. Uh, nurse takes me back, chill, shoves the thing up my nose. Doctor comes in, or whatever the hell they wanted to call her, nurse practitioner. some Someone that knows things more than nurses. Oh. Shout out to the nurses. No, nurse practitioners. I got a beef to pick with them because well, mine is a jerk. She told me, hey you have diabetes and i'm like what and she's like yeah you got diabetes and i'm walking up to the counter i'm like oh my god like i, I didn't <laughs> see this coming and then she runs up she says no you don't have diabetes that was the wrong like form that's for somebody else you're just overweight and she screams that in the hallway so oh my god that's why i don't like that i would that be phrase. less concerned about the screaming you're overweight in the hallways more concerned about the fake diabetes diagnosis. so anyway <laughs> yeah let's let it continue let's let's not think about diabetic carrots your diabetes carrot got no sugar <laughs> gluten, or bread gluten intolerance no sugar um, diabetes so uh I'm sitting there, and I talk to them. I talk to the whatever, the the smarter person, not to crap on the nurse, but the person with more authority. And I'm like, I had to quarantine for 21 days because I had a liver transplant. Um, am I still contagious at this point? And she's like, no. She goes, you're not contagious after 10 days max um, since you showed symptoms. And I go, oh. And she's like, yeah, you, you haven't been contagious for a while at this point. And then she goes, 
and I don't know why you got a test. She's like, because you can still have it in your system, but the hard part be over. Like, you can have it in your system for up to 90 days, and the test could come back positive for up to 90 days since you were exposed, but it doesn't mean you're going to show any symptoms. It's just not fully out of your body yet. And she's like, so I don't really know why you got the test. And I was like, I'm not really sure why you kept me in here in my car for an hour 15 minutes and didn't just tell me that on the phone, but okay. Then it came back negative. There you go. And that was pretty convenient because I went out on Friday night. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up I there, heard, I, Vanderbilt. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that I wasn't contagious. Some friends from home who had also been had or COVID survivors, damn it, or had the vaccine, wanted to get together, and we did, and uh, we're all fine. Well, that makes me feel kind of bad because uh, while I was in quarantine – Friend wanted to come home, and he's like, you know what? As long as I can hang out with you guys, it gives me an excuse to see my new puppy. And then uh, I I got sentenced to uh, the gulag, and I had to fight for my right to escape. Uh, and as a result, he wasn't able to see his puppy. So as long as Nick got to party on a Friday <laughs> night. <laughs> You're acting like I was a scoundrel. Like, we were smart about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's fine. I, we By that point, I'm glad that you were able to get out of the house because uh, you were starting to look a little bit... Uh, Nick looked disgusting. No, I, like, I love you, but you look no, god-awful. I looked bad. He this <laughs> like, gross beard. His, the top of his head is red, and uh, the rest of him was just like this patchy like brownish beard and his I, he looked like sour milk was just oh, pumping man. through your veins he looked like the lucky charms mascot uh <laughs> but just like with a lot of meth like gone through two divorces i think i described myself as that earlier today like to a t he's been crashing on the tricks rabbit's couch for the past three it months. was it was bad i'm not gonna lie i i i left it was like John. Do you know John Dupont? No. You ever hear that story? No. He like ran this like Olympic wrestling thing. He killed one of his wrestlers because he started going crazy, and their defense team. Well, I don't know how they didn't get him on insanity because he literally thought that trees were coming alive at night on his property and trying to kill him. Um, before like he killed this guy, like that was just things that people knew he was worried about. Um, so I don't know how he didn't get proved guilty on insanity. But they said he needs to look the part. And so he just grew a, like, mountain man beard and, like, had super Big John long hair, Big John last fall hair, and looked disgusting. And John's I was like, locks. you know what? I want to look like that when I get out of quarantine. Like, I just want to look well, like succeeded. I had the worst time of my life. And I think I did pretty you, well. You looked awful. I, I was, like, I would text you every day just to see how you were feeling. Or pretty he much did. every day. Do you know who didn't? Garrett. <laughs> It was in the same group chat. <laughs> but John would the, wake up before me and text but you. But you were never the one asking. How did I wake up before you? I, I wake asked up a like, couple of times. I wake up I'm like kidding. halfway into the day every day. Garrett's a great whenever, friend. Whenever I was in quarantine, I, my... Okay, I'm not going to listen to you too, Bicker. <laughs> not not today. Uh, well, how about we move on to our quarantine situation? Yeah, let's do uh, that. We'll, we'll, we'll roll that funky, like, lo-fi hip-hop as a little transition. <laughs> So I feel like the plot of the movie picks up with, with me next, right? Obviously before Nick's, at the end of Nick's quarantine, but yeah. uh, in the peak of the, the chaos. Uh, Nick's roommate, Jed, who uh, hosted and co-hosted, I should say, co-hosted our April Fool's what? Day episode. 
uh, tested around the same time that I did. What's I, wrong? I love Jet. But this whole quarantine was cool because I got my own bathroom and room thing is such <laughs> a lie to the American people. Because in our apartments, two people share a bathroom and there's four roommates. So two people, there's four people and two bathrooms. His, his, his buddy moved out. <laughs> Like, his bathroom buddy moved out. He has his own room and bathroom, and he's out here on this pity me tour. I don't have my own bathroom or privacy in our apartment. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, he didn't start He literally lives in the back corner. He didn't start off I didn't so see thrilled. him for four days at one point before <laughs> quarantine even happened this semester. For four days, I just thought he was dead. <laughs> so I don't like that little narrative he's trying to build. Uh, he didn't start off so thrilled, though. Uh, we were together. We got we got our tests at the same time. We came back. We were just sort of talking about the experience, and then all of a sudden, Jed gets this sad look on his face. He looks at his phone, and for all you RMU people, you've definitely seen this email before. Jed goes, "Oh man, and Lahoda." <laughs> the, the Grim Reaper had come for Jed. And he's like the Undertaker and Gong <laughs> sounded. And then he goes quarantine in Yorktown. So naturally, we all start making fun of him right off immediately. We're just making fun of Jed because he has to quarantine. Uh, just have fun, Jed. <laughs> we'll see you later. Enjoy the kingdom of isolation. And uh, Jed Jed leaves, and uh, we're all just poking fun at Jed, like ah, oh, you know, we're in our room, like Jed's. We don't live with Nick. We don't live with Jed. We're not going to have to quarantine. And then we're joking around, having a good time, goofing around. And sure enough, dong. <laughs> my phone gets an email from Ann LaHoda. Dong. <laughs> so I have to quarantine in Yorktown. And for anyone who doesn't go to RMU or anyone who does go to RMU but maybe not like might not know what Yorktown is, Yorktown is an old hotel that turn left at the old <laughs> That Robert Morris bought, and they turned it into a dorm. So basically, you know, you just get your own hotel room for quarantine. Floor two of that building. <laughs> floor two of that building is the quarantine room, and you know, I had to move all of my things out of the room as my roommates relentlessly harassed me. And Garrett was also by this point, Garrett had returned from his vaccination, was also packing to move. And out. I was going, oh no, <laughs> they had sentenced us to essentially isolation because <laughs> I got that email while I'm sitting next to all these nurses and old people who could die from the virus and <laughs> uh, so anyways I, I end up going there to the second floor and, and as I'm I, I had to make like like 10 trips to my car on my way, on my way out there <laughs> and uh, that, that was upsetting but Overall, I wasn't too bothered by it. I was a little bummed, but I was like, it is what it is. We'll live to see another day. Yorktown's pretty comfortable. I lived there for two years before. It's going to be fine. The worst part about it is I'm not going to see anyone for 10 days minimum and possibly two weeks maximum. So not too shabby. And as I'm leaving, the day before, I had done a story based off of information that the university had provided us talking about how RMU was not going to tolerate 
any harsh St. Patrick's Day partying because COVID-19 is still a very real threat. And we want our students to be safe here at Robin Morris University. So please remember to wear your mask and remember to avoid large social gatherings. The Robin Morris University will not tolerate any large social gatherings on St. Patrick's Day. We will not. But do you know what happened? (laughs) Sure enough, as I'm leaving on St. Patrick's Day to go to quarantine with no symptoms and no positive test away from my roommates, stripped of my friends, stripped of my freedom, I drive past the Super Saturday Hill. And the Super Saturday Hill is just a hill where there tend to be large social gatherings in times of non-COVID-related times. Uh But you'll never guess what I saw driving to go quarantine proving that COVID-19 is still a very real threat. Everyone Uh, was after my lucky charm. Everyone was after Nick's lucky charms out on the hill celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Nothing, nothing from the university. No one there. Hardly any masks. That's because Reslek put it on, so (laughs) it was cool. (laughs) Hardly any masks, uh, and I was that that frustrated me. It got better, though, when last week they had steak night and posted pictures all over social media of people without masks chomping on steak hundreds of people now you and listen here mr nick Hedrick. later don't that ruin afternoon that steak for me it was well done and it was perfect later that afternoon they send out what the hell's going on here everybody <laughs> the numbers are going up what are you doing let me see if i could find that email and i was like are you kidding me <laughs> garrett do you like your steak well done yeah oh my god oh, we're a freak no twins <laughs> you guys are abominations uh, I, we probably just polarized the entire Where's the News fan base. I'm sorry. Kay- Anyways. Kayla yells at me for that all the time. <laughs> yeah, you guys are freaks. So I have to have it well done. You have to grow a soul, I guess. <laughs> are you saying that because he's a redhead? No. I, what am I, six? I've moved past the redheads have no souls. Con- continue your story, John. Uh, uh, and, and to give you a vibe of what we're going for through the hypocrisy that we've seen consistently from Robert Morris University uh, covering the COVID-19 pandemic, as Nick mentioned earlier on this week when Garrett and I were out of quarantine, they held an event outside. Not a big deal. I get it. You can hold an event outside, but just make sure that it's, that it's safe. And uh-huh. I felt it was okay. You went, you grabbed your food, and then my friends and I went and sat separately because why would we be in a large group of people but i wasn't one of his friends <laughs> uh the official university social media as nick mentioned sharing photos no masks large gatherings um and then immediately after here's the email that we got from rmu student life dear students over the past week at rmu we have observed a large gatherings of students students not wearing masks and other violations of our covid 19 protocols it is no surprise that we are now experiencing a serious increase in our positive COVID-19 cases among our student body. You can see these numbers for yourself on our COVID-19 dashboard at rmu.edu coronavirus. How tacky is that? Most of you are following health and safety guidelines, but too many people are behaving recklessly and irresponsibly. If you attend a larger unsafe gathering this past week, you should now proceed as though you were exposed to COVID-19. Please take this moment very seriously and do not relax your personal safety measures. The pandemic is not over. And this email goes on for a little bit, but you you get the gist that I'm going for. They were like, don't go downtown. Don't go downtown. Well, they were saying that because at that time, like at the time that this is happening and free free steak days happening, they're like, oh, numbers are on the rise. Pitt had it a lot worse. They are scheduled to actually go under like shelter in place orders at the university which is kind of wild, all things considered. Um, And you can 
Yeah, they got that same Undertaker belt. Uh, all because of St. Patrick's Day. Because if you look at how it lined up, right whenever Pitt was told, yeah, you're sheltering in place, it was surprisingly, and I actually talked about this with my nurse aunt at Easter dinner, is, wow, all those people on the south side and all these rides and cases, I wonder what happened there. You, you could never guess. Carson City? I don't they, know it. <laughs> they quarantined an Irishman on St. Patrick's Day. And much like Papa John, whom I don't share any similar beliefs, <laughs> I made sure a day of reckoning would come. Um, it's it's just it's frustrating me. You can't go around making these these bold claims. These or you look at the numbers yourself. Fine, don't do it anymore. You better stop. You better stop, or else. And then, or else what? You're not doing anything. You're hosting these events where these large gatherings are taking place, and that's fine. Host the events. I liked the steak. I thought it was fun. The weather was nice. And you know what? Like I said, I went Baked off. Baked potato could have been better, and as a result, I'm not <laughs> forgiving you. I went off with my with my friends. We sat outside our dorm. You know, I had been with them. We had all gotten out of quarantine. I knew what their germs were. We were wearing masks when we weren't eating. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal. It's not hard to manage that. You know, I, I just don't understand how earlier on in the year, myself, Nick, and Kayla get yelled at by a police officer for being too close when we're eating together, but... The cops don't say anything when there's these huge gatherings going on. It's fine. Hang out with your friends. Who cares? As long as you're being safe about it, it's okay. The war is almost over. It's For me a, and Garrett. Right. Yeah. It, it's a, it's okay if you're hanging out with your friends. But just just move. It's. I, I think we should send threatening emails to any <laughs> potential visitors to our apartment. If you come here, be aware that there are you do not visit my apartment. You must have a negative PCP test within 48 hours. So, m- moving on from the kind of university, how the how we were witnessing that as Nick, I believe, was already gone. And Nick was at home by this point. That makes it sound like I had already been dead, and now <laughs> we were just stomping on my legacy. Nick moved on to the big steak cookout in the sky. Uh, he was in the gulag, and he actually lost, <laughs> and uh, he was waiting to respond to the next game. Um, what was the experience like in Yorktown? So the experience in Yorktown was not bad. Uh, I was really worried that I'm a pretty social person, I would say. I, I don't know if you guys would agree with that. No. Uh, no? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, wait, you're not social on this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) So I was worried that that was going to be hard for me to go through. But overall, it wasn't too bad once you got used to, okay, this is the situation and this is how it's going to be. RMU has a really nice doctor by the name of Jared. I don't know his last name. Nurse Jared. Yeah, called us every day to check in, see what our symptoms are like. Cool guy. Um, And he scheduled the tests. It was, you know, by day eight of our quarantine – if that was when they would test us again. I'm in quarantine with Jed and Kayla, um, who also co-hosted with Jed last week for the April Fool's episode. And like, it wouldn't be last week. It might be a few days ago, depending on when we get this up. Uh, but the three of us were together, so it was fun. Like We were able to talk to each other about, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is kind of goofy, or do you hear this guy through the thin walls? Because as soon as I'm moving in, I'm walking down the hallway, and I hear two things that make me go, oh, God. The first is a hefty hack from some sort of room. <laughs> just, yeah, it's just a real like, strong Like that uh, Plague Inc., like the game, <laughs> yes. like the cough that's in the background occasionally. The <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hear that, and I think, oh, God, oh, that's that's not good. Yeah, I was, if I don't get it from Nick, I might just get it by being in this hallway. And then uh, I hear some guy just playing some sort of video games with his friend, having a great time. 
but he's got a real like, bruh, it's, it's a high tide <laughs> yeah. kind of voice. Bro, I just found the og. <laughs> yes, you're doing it perfectly. <laughs> you have to know who I'm talking about. I, I, don't. I don't know his name, but I've heard his voice a thousand times. <laughs> Garrett just did it perfectly. And I heard that and I was like, you know, like this is this is going to be an experience. This is going to be an experience. <laughs> bro, I'm down. <laughs> We gotta take Tomato Town. <laughs> no, no. You know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I, again, no names, but he's got a he's got a unique voice. Uh, so, really, what would happen is you you chilled in your room all day. You went to your classes online. RMU would send you an email once a day with various different meal selections. You would pick what you wanted for said meal. They would drop it off at a table down at the end of the hallway every day and you, every three times a day. And I got to say, the guy who was in charge of delivering our food was either super cool or just just terrible. Just terrible. And I, I will say this. Um, and, you know. Say it, John. There are some things in life that I find unforgivable. Oh. Some things in life that I think that oh God. not even. Are you going to? I think I know where this is going. And I. If you equate this to a war crime, then you, sir, need to <laughs> reevaluate your life and there, your there are some dressing sins, choices. There are some sins that even the saints can't forgive. When I eat my French fries, oh God, I like to have a little cup of ranch with my French fries. And you know they ha they leave a little comment section at the end of the Google form asking you, hey, is there anything else we can get you? But it says no special requests, and that's fine, you know. I the first day I moved in. Well, then what well, the hell else are you supposed to put in there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, imagine putting me in this situation. <laughs> Request, please, no, no, no bread. You have it. You have it. They, they had check marks for allergies, so they planned ahead that far. Oh, yeah. So I'd get a salad every day. <laughs> I don't know what they would have. Done. I'd have to eat like a rabbit. I thought about it. I thought about putting gluten in one day just to see what like what would happen, but I didn't do they, it. They, you've seen what they serve in the calf. That crust, like. like the Chex Mix coated chicken. <laughs> the the insulation that's just colored brown. <laughs> Anyways, they I, I would always ask just because they did it the first day. They, I was moving in. They knew I didn't have time to fill out the form, and it was before dinner. So the guy called me. He said, hey, what do you want for dinner? And I said, he's like, I was like, I don't know, man. I, this is the last thing on my mind right now. He's like, how does a hamburger and fries sound? And I was like, you know what? That sounds good. And I was like, can, can you give me some ranch for my fries? And he's like, no problem, brother. Like, that's not a big deal at all. So the ranch wasn't a special request. But you know what? I'll be damned if there weren't like six out of the ten days that I was in there that I asked for ranch and received zero ranch. Well, I mean, they couldn't find it. It was hidden in a valley somewhere. Unforgivable. All right. Thank you for listening to Where's the News. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, I think the meal, they, they, did, they did the best they can with that. Uh, they were always on time. They were always friendly when they texted us. Uh, and I can't complain there. I can complain about the number of phone calls that I received, and I think you guys probably experienced the same thing. Nauseating. Well, I, I'll get to that in mind, but yeah. you can go ahead. Alle Allegheny County we Health still Department have the Garrett me arc. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode. The Garrett training arc. But hopefully like, there's something to take away from this for people who may not just know what to expect. I mean, yeah, uh, think about like That three random years, white guys got a COVID scare <laughs> and lived the life. In two years, people will be like, I wonder what this was like for college students this will be in a time capsule one day just to think of that we were listening to the episode uh, a couple nights ago where we first busted the news that we had been sent home and we were gonna not play through it all and then our roommate jonah went 
oh my god this is like a time capsule leave this on for just a second and we listened to like the first 30 minutes of it yeah because it was probably like oh, it'll be over in a month yeah exactly then... oh. we were so naive we'll, we'll talk about it in the next episode because we haven't formally announced it yet but um well we i think we did on social but also that episode in that little wacky twist we did was a part of the submission of the award we won first place in <laughs> so you know whatever we're talking about uncle fester the old bait and switch <laughs> the old bait and switch deep does a perfect podcast so you know what <laughs> that that shout out to big shot josh he, you won us an award going off of, well not going off of that but going on uh i i had it I think I had a pretty good deal. I, I stayed in Yorktown. I figured out what I needed to do to not go crazy. You know, I just spent, I spent a lot of time doing different things. I, I read a good bit. I would play video games. I would talk to you guys. I would talk to our other friends. Uh, it was, it you wasn't have bad. other friends? <laughs> oh, come on. There are people outside of worse than news. <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. And I, I will say, I think I handled it better than Jed. And uh, he'll kill me if he knows that I say this, but. Uh, he's not going to listen. He's not going to listen. Um, Jed watched all three Lord of the Rings movies as well as all three Hobbit movies in one sitting while in quarantine. And if that is not impressive quarantine action, I don't know what is. Maybe he read all the books, including, including the Similarian. Is that what it's called? I don't know. It's the one book that they're like, you have to do not start with this. <laughs> okay, Garrett, tell us about your experience. <laughs> all right. Let, let, let's should get be in. about five minutes. Oh, Jonah. Jonah also Just had to kidding. quarantine. Our roommate, Jonah. Yeah, but only for a couple of days. So. Yeah, and our roommate Jack, he really went through it. Oh yeah, he, being alone in an apartment playing hockey. <laughs> we came back, and you know that scene. I I don't even remember what movie it's from, where the guy slides in in his underwear and he's playing the guitar. That's what the evidence was. Whenever we walked back into our room, there were beer cans, <laughs> hockey scuffs everywhere. But Jack kind of like went crazy because. He had us, so he had his one. He, Jack has two key friend groups. He has his one key friend group. We all trickle off the face of the earth day by day. First, he loses John, then he loses Garrett, then he loses Jonah. He's in a room by himself. Ah, whatever. I'll go hang out with my other friend group. Halfway through the week, that other friend group tested positive for COVID 19. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack had to test again. And he doesn't have a car on campus, so he walked to Med Express, and then they would not take him for a test. So he sat there in fear. So he just he just watched my like I took the Xbox with me, which is typically our our main source of TV in the apartment. Jack only had his his MacBook, which he doesn't have an HDMI cord for because it doesn't have an HDMI port. So. He would just sit in the dark all day in front of your guys' bathroom mirror and watch March Madness because he had no other friends and, like, very little equipment to entertain himself with. So I think that of all the tragedies here, Jax was easily the funniest. To kind of put an ending little bookmark on the Jack tragedy, um, I walk back in. I'm like, oh, man, I'm out of quarantine. You know, I haven't talked to my roommates. Neither of them were there at the time. But eventually, later in the day, I'm like, okay, the room's kind of destroyed. I, I wonder what Jack's room looks like because, you know, he basically moved everything out. I go in. He's sitting there. He's uh, working on his homework. He looks very respectable. He's got his glasses on. But I notice, me and Jack, uh, we like to drink uh, fine spirits, especially whiskey. And I notice that he has a very expensive big bottle of whiskey empty on his desk and I go so what's that 
And he went, I had a fun time this weekend. <laughs> and that's all he will say about it. <laughs> uh, for listeners at home, it was members mark, so it's a little bit expensive for college students. Anyway, going off of that, Garrett, I, I don't I wanted to save you the the last portion of sort of the pros and cons of RMUs checking in every day. Uh, so I'll just toss it over to you and you can pick right off where you left off. waiting for me as you guys know i don't live far from campus i've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast so i heard oh yeah you gotta move to yorktown and i went on the phone uh hi um i live 10 minutes from campus can i just you know go home and they went yeah they went do you have your own bathroom they didn't ask me that. They asked me that very aggressively. <laughs> like, if, if I didn't tell them I did, they were going to be like, we're going to slit your tires. Do you have a two-bathroom house? <laughs> no? Then go to Yorktown. It was intense. It was very intense. I was scared. Um, for context, my family actually had COVID already. Uh, my mom and sister had it. My dad didn't test positive, so they kept him in the basement where I would end up quarantining. Um... <laughs> but uh, by the time that I get there, they had already gone through at least one or two doses of the vaccine. My dad was one of the first people to get it. He had Lyme's disease, so he was in 1A. Um, what about Lem's disease? Thank you for listening to Where's the News. <laughs> uh, regardless, I go home. I basically take everything I would possibly need out of my apartment and then more because, you know, I have like a month left. That's what kind of sucked about it for both me and Nick is we have like a month left of school. For me, two weeks. For Nick, three weeks. We have a month left of adolescence. Uh, Before we have to go be adults. Together. Think about things like a mortgage, rent. We Um, have to live together. Okay, boomers. (laughs) Me and Garrett are going to take over the world from that small little apartment in Moon Township. Um, But... I move into my basement, nice little setup. I have a big TV, two couches, um, a private bathroom, a stove, a sink. Uh, so you have a nice finished basement is what you're telling the yeah, folks at home. We have a finished basement, and I couldn't go into the sunroom because yeah. uh, that was the construction area. I was in there. My dad works at Nintendo, and he makes a lot of money. I got to test run all the games, Super Mario Maker 3. It's going to be pretty big. All right, my Garrett, quarantine keep wasn't going. too Why bad. It was, pretty, it was a pretty fun time in my quarantine at the Roberts house. I hate you. I, I kind of <laughs> wish he would just hit you after that. That kind of annoyed me, and it wasn't even I wasn't the target. If you saw my basement, you'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's not that impressive. It's just like another living room. Um, regardless, we... Where he lived during quarantine. Yeah, it was it was the... The room in which it, we lived. It, it didn't feel like the living room because I didn't feel alive in quarantine. Um, from the Fauci ouchie? Yeah, from the Fauci ouchie, actually. Um, so as I'm... <laughs> Wait, that's hilarious. Did you come up with that or no. did you hear that? I first heard that on Pat McAfee's show, so that's I don't know so, if they came up with that or what. That's stupid, but I love it. So as I'm awaiting... So originally, RME's like, yeah, you're going to need a test. Uh, you can come. You can get it done. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, the next day, they so from Wednesday, they tell me that on Thursday... I'm talking to the nurse. I'm like, so when do I come back to university to get that test? And they're like, oh, no, you have to do it for yourself. 
And I'm like, okay, whatever. Go on CVS's website. I can get in the next day. So during this span, I noticed that I'm starting to get headaches. I'm feeling warm. Headaches. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Like, it wasn't anything major. Like, if I took, you know, uh, Tylenol or something, my headache would feel better. Um, if I just turned on my fan, I felt a little bit cooler. And You're already cool enough for me, oh, Garrett. Oh, man, I almost made that joke. I don't have any fans. They listen all for uh, We're John. your only fan. <laughs> oh. Check out the words of news, only fans. Um, yeah. Garrett. So, in a maid outfit. I, I, Check out the words of the news only fans. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so as I'm awaiting these test results, my parents are obviously like, okay, well, we don't want to get near you because even though they have the vaccine, my sister is only 15, so she can't get the vaccine yet. What they didn't tell you was that they could smell Garrett from upstairs, and that's why <laughs> they didn't want him to come near them. <laughs> no, actually, um, I was taking showers every day, and I was quite... That and they be honest, that was disgusting doing this whole process. That and they had an embarrassing photo of Garrett from the Christmas party. <laughs> it doesn't need to be the Christmas party. Just check Facebook. I was so gross during this. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've been joking with you. I was disgusting. Yeah. I, I'm a, I, you, you know You had me. no problem saying I looked disgusting. <laughs> I Why are you having such hard problems saying it for kept, yourself? I at least kept a fairly uh, clean shave. I was clean as hell. Uh, you guys know me. I, I wear jeans or cargo shorts mostly every day. Right, I wore basketball shorts every single day, and for for the people who really do know me, that's uncommon to see me. And I never wear basketball shorts. I I didn't put on a single piece of real clothing. Yeah, I mean for context, like I was munching pistachios, reading. Um, Were you letting the shells like pile up alongside you like a then Texas he dove roadhouse? Into them uh, like no, a leaf on pile. my way home into quarantine because I knew I wasn't experiencing any symptoms and. And I always use a mask at the drive-thru. I grabbed a McDonald's iced coffee, and that cup became the pistachio holy Did you grail. put pistachios in your mask and just chew them on <laughs> and, like, use it as a holder? Why would you be wearing a mask? He's in quarantine. It's too late. Uh, I played a lot of Call of Duty Zombies. You don't want to play yourself. Yeah, you were kind of a master. I got the new that. Call of Duty, too, and reminded myself of why I haven't spent $60 on Call of Duty in a long time, because I'm bad at it. <laughs> But I then find out that all of these symptoms that I'm experiencing were, in fact, from the vaccine. They gave me a little pamphlet. Who reads that? I perused it. I went like, oh, cool. It said, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden will broadcast to the microchip. And I'm like, oh, well, what will he broadcast? (laughs) And they give you, like, a list of channels that you can access. Uh, I am a big fan of Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 just constantly playing in my head. Is there one of uh, Joe Biden's dog's obedience training class that it keeps failing evidently because it keeps biting people? Well, no, it says Major's Channel, but for some reason I just kind of hear this deep growl that goes, <laughs> Bomb Syria. Oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> it, it's very disturbing. Did, uh, how much Microsoft, uh, Microsoft sock have you purchased since getting the Well, the it's weird. The microchip actually, like, mines Bitcoin. Wow. So I'm getting quite a bit of stock, but I think I don't think I can access it. It's weird. It's not under my name. Can you play Minesweeper? Uh, no, no Minesweeper, but I can oh. play Minecraft. Wow. <laughs> uh, obviously, joking about the microchip. Don't think there's a microchip in the vaccine. Yeah, you already have a microchip. It's called your cell phone. Get over it. Also, I don't, I don't the, need them the, to tell me the what the to thing do. I, what are, what's, what are any of us doing that's important enough for the government to want to track us? Well, it's all it all relates back to this mark of the beast theory that like 
essentially they say, you know, and it's a misinterpretation because if you actually read the literal text, it's not what they say, but they say, Where, what is this from? The Bible. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the Holy Bible. Testify. Test, testify. Okay. <laughs> but regardless, they, uh, there's this concept that whenever Satan or, you know, the devil comes, everyone will be marked with a, like a sign. And they say that the microchip is that sign. Oh, it's uh, very strange. If you read into it, like it's very misinterpreted from what the actual Bible is. It doesn't make any sense. They think that uh, Bill Gates is trying to do this when Bill Gates is really just like, I want to be the next uh, Tony Stark. Um, <laughs> Bill Gates is a dork. Yeah, he's, he's a dork. <laughs> I don't think he's trying to control anybody. He definitely no, no. read more than one book. Jeff Bezos likes Luther. I'm, I, oh, yeah. He, he could totally pull off supervillain. Bill Gates, nah, he's just a he's just a nerd, and, and the, you know what? Good for him. He's making a lot of money. Yeah, I don't I don't have a microchip in me. <laughs> I have mRNA in me. Um, Garrett, what? You may not have a microchip in you. Oh God! But do you have a micro pretzel in you? <laughs> Garrett, please um, keep actually going. no, because that has wheat in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was experiencing these symptoms. I read through. And the Pfizer vaccine, well, they tell you, like, there's some symptoms. Uh, they don't really know what exactly is going to happen for side effects because it's still new. And in particular, they don't know what's going to happen after the second one because there's just not enough research. People aren't coming back. And whenever they come back for the second dose, they're like, yeah, after the first one, I had some headaches. You know, I had headaches. I, I felt hot. Like, that's what I'll tell them. And they'll go, OK, and they'll write that down. But after the second time, they're not getting anything. Um, that's what it pays to like know a couple of nurses who are like, yeah, it's really hard to. I heard after the second one, people reporting an urge to go to the Jedi Temple and kill a <laughs> bunch of children. <laughs> uh, yeah, order order sixty six. Joe ordered it. Uh, but all, all kidding aside, you know, I'm sitting there. I don't have any symptoms. I eventually get to go upstairs once I test negative. Um, and then throughout that week, I just kind of viewed things through a different lens not being able to you know be on campus do all this stuff it, I read a lot um, I discovered that I have a problem with binge reading as my mother put it wow. whenever I read like four books in the span of 48 hours and she's like you need to you need to slow down wow what a problem to have hey you know, I read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas which uh when you're in quarantine and you're feeling warm and you're reading about like Hunter S. Thompson doing a lot of drugs, you're like, oh my god, this I, I feel even worse now. But um, I had a relatively mundane quarantine experience. You read one of my favorite books ever in one day, courtesy of my recommendation. Yeah, not to toot my own horn too much, but I, I you told me that you read that in 24 hours, and I was like, oh man, that's awesome. They put me in such a good mood. For reference, it's Joyland. We may talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Uh, like in, in, in a, not and not this episode. Not in this episode, but yeah, I my experience with the vaccine was some minor side effects. Um, I didn't test positive getting the vaccine, so if you're worried about, oh, if I get the vaccine and I test positive, I won't be able to work. It doesn't affect it. I actually asked. Um, RMU was not very helpful in this process. I will say. Uh, you kind of introduced it to me, but I feel like I had to explain that to explain what was going on from this perspective. Um, I got phone calls Thursday going, Thursday I figure out, okay, I need to get the vaccine. 
like I need to get tested Friday. They call me before I went to go get tested and they're like, Oh, okay, cool. You're getting that done. And it was like a 30 second phone call. Then radio silence the weekend. Yeah. That's, that's the only criticism that I would give them. They're very friendly. Um, especially I feel if you stay on campus, they're very supportive, which you should be supportive either way. And I can't compare because I wasn't off campus, but that's what it felt like to me. I, uh, they were very eager and willing to give me anything I needed, except for I ran out of toilet paper the one time and I called them and I said, Hey, can I get some more toilet paper? And I said, well, I said, what is the number that I would call to get more toilet paper and some toothpaste? And they said, what? And I was like, I need more toilet paper and toothpaste. And then they laughed at me and they said, all right, yeah, we'll bring some up. But anyways, they're helpful. Like they'll give you what you need. They're pretty laid back about it. They're pretty friendly. Uh, but I do think, you know, just because the week, the weekday ended doesn't mean that everyone's sickness ended, you know? Mm -hmm. And Garrett and I were fortunate enough to be negative uh, where we didn't have to worry about, you know, we didn't have to worry about worrying about symptoms or feeling bad. But in the case of what we did, you know, I might've wanted to hear from a medical professional every day of that weekend and maybe they change it up. But I mean, did, did you hear from anyone on the weekends? I don't think so. And you had it. I, I'm tr I don't want to say the wrong thing. But right. I don't remember. I think they might've called me on a Saturday one time. Okay. I, like, and then another thing that kind of aggravated me was having to get a second test. I just, I feel like it's different if you're in a quarantine ward in Yorktown, but I was at home with nobody else positive and they went, okay, go get tested. But I go get tested. It'll get charged to my insurance. I'm going to have to pay a copay later. Well, I had to do it twice. For people who don't have good insurance, that could be costly, and it's not necessarily fair. I mean, I tested negative. I'm pretty sure I'm negative. I'm still showing no symptoms, you know. Even at the beginning, I'm like, hey, you know, I have a headache, but I can – I read my vaccine papers. They said I, I should expect one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. We, we, we understand. Very good point, and I agree with it. Uh, just to sort of flip it on the alternative side for the sake of conversation, they don't know. You know what I mean? They don't know where your family's been. They don't know where you've been. Maybe you're someone who – maybe the microchip told you to go out and about to Giant Eagle and – just buy a bunch of groceries and oh, no, they're lick not a, all the food. And they're, yeah. they're not a fan of Giant Eagle. They're 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 more of a, a Wegman's kind of. <laughs> That'll make John Hanna angry. Wegman's is fantastic. Hey, I you know what? Giant Wegman's Eagle's is better. like a giant eagle on steroids. Uh, listen, unless you're going to Food Lion, you don't know what real food is. I went to Food Lion when I used to go to the Outer Banks, and I was never impressed with Food Lion. Uh, regardless. I feel like they could do better in this process. Not like as we see things kind of going back to normal, I don't think they're going to try and improve the process. Um, I was talking today. You're probably going to still see people use masks and stuff after this, but you're not going to see them quarantine. Just, just some food for thought. Like they could do better. I obviously had more support than you would have had in that situation because, you know, I went, mother... I want Wendy's. Please bring me a large Dr. Pepper and a chili. And she'd be like, okay, yeah. Oh, that's how mine was. <laughs> toilet paper boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't have to worry about toilet paper, even though there was one dicey incident where a, a, a roll had to be thrown through a door. Um, <laughs> Those are a good time. You know, it's, I didn't have one, but as a kid. It's something I feel like they should have improved upon. You know, 
listening to all three of our stories, you know, me and Nick were at home. We had the support we needed, but people on campus were kind of like, I need toilet paper. And they went, ha ha, wouldn't you like that? Here, have some one ply. <laughs> Oh, they got me the stuff that they sell in Romo's. That's what they brought me. Oh, yeah. It was, I don't know, I'd prefer to his, use a post-it stamp his, and his, just hold it a bunch of times. His whole pry itched <laughs> so bad when he got done wiping. Overall, I think closing thoughts for the way RMU handled it, I think that could have been could have been better, but also I won't, I, I won't bash them too much. You know, I felt that if I was in an emergency and was really concerned, they would have taken care of me. And, you, well... It, We're not going to get into that here. Uh, it's one of those situations where we've been criticizing the university consistently for the way that they've been dealing with COVID as students. You know, in a year, whenever we're not doing this focused on RMU, you'll be like, oh, well, you know, it was a student perspective. It's something we had to address, something we have been keeping an update on. And in general, I feel like they, it's necessary to evaluate how they handle this in case there was something else. What dynamic will the show have when John's in his last semester and me and you live together? Um, He'll well, be like, I can't believe RMU is making us pay more for parking spots. Me and Gary go, we had Wendy's for dinner six times in a <laughs> row last week. closing thoughts we want to end on I, I think some positive remarks would be nice uh but you know i think we should wrap that up obviously like i mentioned the the key t- takeaway here being you know we didn't really have anything to to drive home no really solid key points or anything that we wanted to share i could drive my but, car home you know maybe you can <laughs> drive my car if you're if you're alone and in quarantine and bored and maybe want to know what to expect here's where's the news beep 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 yeah what? Any closing thoughts? Uh, no. I think, uh, if, as always, when something like this happens, I think you need to appreciate every day and uh, make sure the people close to you know how much they mean to you, no matter how much of a pain in the butt they might seem at times. I think that's always an important thing to establish because uh, life can be unpredictable. It can throw you curveballs once in a while. And one day, you know, you might be living the life, and then you never know when, you know, um, one day... After things are fine, the next day, uh, you might just hear a... And the whole world can be different for you. So, uh, yeah, just appreciate every moment you have. I'll second that. I, Some people that are close to me right now, uh, and this sort of goes to the, the point that I, I'm trying to, to create here. Yes, it, it it's not... I don't want to say it's not as bad as it seems. But if you get quarantined at RMU, uh, you'll be okay. You have to remember that. Keep that in the back of your head. But also, for those of you who aren't taking this seriously, I encourage you to do so. Um, This is still going on. This is still something that's affecting everyone around us. Yes, Garrett's vaccinated. Nick was on his way to getting vaccinated. I'm sure someone you know is vaccinated, if not yourself. But we're not in the home stretch yet. Numbers are going up. There are people around me that are getting it that I would really prefer to not have to deal with it and you know i would hate to see other people in the same situation so for once i'm not going to yell and scream about it as i have on past episodes but i encourage you please get vaccinated and please 
be considerate of other people. You don't have to do things perfectly. You're not going to do things perfectly. You're a human being, but try your best to, uh, to be as safe as you can. And after the, both those serious responses, uh, I feel like you need a little bit of Garrett humor. Uh, this one goes out to the developers at Activision. Uh, I'm going to thank you for that like double, triple XP weekend that you had whenever I was in quarantine. Like, my God, that set me really far on my battle pass and my weapon progress. And uh, in all honesty, I, I really highly appreciate it. Um, also, a shout out to Sam's Club Pistachios. Um, I ate a three pound bag of pistachios while in quarantine like i couldn't see anybody except for those little green shells and you know what they were pretty darn good that's all i got goodbye where's the news viewers how long was it 